Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello, Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are going to do a final preview of the Jets' 53-man roster. Who is going to make the cut? We will find out at 4 o'clock today. And so to discuss everything, make his predictions, and see what we can figure out here is our friend who's the co-founder over at jetsxfactor.com, Robbie Sabo, the king of the Saboholics. Robbie, what's up, brother? Scotty, what is going on? The mighty 3-0 Jets are here, and hey, they're going to have a lot of tough decisions, that's for sure. They absolutely are, and the first one ended up being a quarterback, which is a decision I'm sure they didn't think was going to be a tough one. They probably thought it would be Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, end of story. But then Zach Wilson gets hurt. We see a lot of Chris Strebler, and in the words of Robert Sala, he has one of the greatest preseasons in NFL history. Chris Strebler ended up giving the Jets something to think about at a position where they never expected to have to think about anything. However, as we now know, the Jets are going to go with Mike White. Strebler will be released. The Jets are hoping to add Strebler to the practice squad, which I think would be really good because, as I've said a couple of times, I really think that if Brant Boyer works with him, he could become an asset on special teams. If Mike LaFleur sits down and comes up with creative packages, he could become an asset to the offense the way that Brad Smith was for the Jets when he was here. But as you said, it's going to take time, time that they would have if nobody claims him off of the practice squad. 
I would have said before the Giants game, just like you mentioned, nobody would have claimed him. Now, I think the likelihood of somebody claiming him probably went up, but they'll have Mike White and Joe Flacco as the two quarterbacks to start the season with Wilson waiting to come back from injury. Yeah, it's kind of a interesting thing. I agree with you, by the way, but it's an interesting thing that Zach Wilson's injury opened the door for Strebler to take first-team reps, to get a lot more preseason action. Yet, it's Zach Wilson's injury that's preventing him at making the active roster because mm-hmm. if Wilson was on the roster, you could have Flacco as the backup, the safe backup, and then Strebler at number three and maybe get some value out of a Mike White trade. Or if Zach Wilson was on IR, same thing. But Wilson missing one or two games, being inactive, makes it virtually impossible to rely on Strebler as a number two. Hopefully no one claims him and then, you know, he could be there all year because if someone claims him, they got to guarantee him that active roster spot. That's the tough thing. And that's even though he's been great this preseason, that's still something I'll make teams think twice. At running back, Brees Hall, Michael Carter certainly locks. I think Tevin Coleman sticks around. He's a veteran who's familiar with the scheme. He played pretty well last year. He brings a veteran presence, and so I think he sticks around. Nick Bauden, it seems like they like the idea of having a fullback here, so he probably makes it. Zonovan Bam Knight probably misses the cut, but I think the Jets are going to keep him on the practice squad. He's looked good in camp. He has had some moments in the preseason, especially on the return game, and I think he brings that versatility that you like. It's always good when you have somebody that can contribute on special teams, so I think he sticks on the practice squad. LaMichael P. Ryan, a fourth-rounder from a couple of years ago, out of here. Ty Johnson, most likely also out of here. I only see three running backs because, and I like Zonovan, but I think Zonovan's chances hinged on Tevin Coleman's health. And Tevin Coleman, he is a LaFleur guy. He is this scheme, schemes guy. He is a veteran. Although he gets banged up, Zonovan on the practice squad can wait in the wind. So, mm-hmm. uh, and also Tevin, he's the best pass protecting running back they have. Mm-hmm. So they can use him in key spots when you really have to have a six guy blocking for the quarterback. So Carter, Hall, Coleman, and Bowden. What's the latest on Bowden? Has anyone heard anything about the injury? It's been one of those that nobody seems to have any information on. It's really strange. Yeah, yeah it's a tough one because that's putting a, a wrench into this whole situation because I could see a roster with Bowden and the fullback, and I could see one without. But I'll go, uh, I'll go with it right now because he was excellent in the run game last year and in this scheme with the floor he'll want that fullback and Wesco could do it Wesco's pretty solid there too but um, I'll go about it we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Receivers, Elijah Moore, a lock. He's probably the best receiver on the team. Corey Davis, the trusty veteran coming back from the injury. Garrett Wilson, the young upstart, the number 10 overall pick. Braxton Berrios, who is also, of course, an all-pro returner who just re-signed with the team. Those four guys are all locks. After that, it gets a little thorny. Jeff Smith may stick around because of his special teams ability. Now, here's what I think is going to happen when it comes to Denzel Mims. If the Jets get an offer that they really like, they will move him. If not, they're going to keep him and he'll stay on the roster as the sixth receiver. Calvin Jackson, who did everything he could to earn a roster spot, played great in training camp and in the preseason. It's just a numbers game, so he ends up getting released. Jets will hope that he clears waivers and they can bring him back on the practice squad. Irvin Charles and Tarek Black, both of whom had their moments in the preseason and training camp, are both going to be released. Yeah, I agree, but the one thing that makes it even tougher this year is that there are not ros- there aren't any roster spots to give away. Like they're going to have so many numbers at D-line. So carrying six and most teams do carry six receivers, but I think in this LaForce scheme with a fullback with the tight ends lo- how he loves to run 12 personnel, I think they're just going to carry five. Jeff Smith being that fifth who they rely on special teams and They'll eventually trade Mims, uh, gun to my head, for a fourth-round pick, even though Douglas is going to shoot for a third or possibly even second. But I'll go fourth right now. And I think it's going to be one of those situations where he half bites the bullet to just move on and get something and make the roster work better. And unfortunately for Calvin Jackson, yeah, practice squad is probably in his future. So I'll go five at receiver. Tight end is interesting because we know that the Jets like Kenny Yaboa and Lawrence Cager has done really, really well. CJ Ozama and Tyler Conklin not going anywhere. Jeremy Rucker just got here as a third round pick. So those three are a lock. But then it comes down to Cager and Yaboa. I think Trayvon Wesco is definitely getting released. I think Yaboa probably hasn't done enough to stick. Cager is the interesting one because If they go with one less receiver, like you said, Robbie, then Cager can stick as an extra tight end. If not, then maybe this becomes a situation where the Jets have to play a little roulette, release Cager, and see if they can find a way to get him back on the practice squad. That's going to be an interesting gambit if that's what it comes down to. But to me, the only real question here is Lawrence Cager. If Bowden's not in the roster, I think they have to carry Wesco, unless LaFleur says, screw it. We'll, we'll roll 12 personnel and the fullback won't be part of the offense. But knowing LaFleur, he just loves that fullback so much, having that option. So 
man, West Coast fate might come down to Bowden. And then the other three guys are locks. Obviously, Rutgers a lock. You know this. Uh, the top two guys, Conklin and, Yuz- and Yuzama. Who is it going to be uh, for the fourth guy? I don't know. Uh, let's. Sw- I'll split the baby because I'm going to be writing. Going to be writing an article tonight or tomorrow, so I'll split it and I'll go. I'll go against the game and be a contrarian and go Wesco. Taking a look at the offensive line: George Fant, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, Dwayne Brown. Your projected starters. Clearly, they are not going anywhere. Max Mitchell, fourth round pick out of Louisiana. He is somebody they like for the long term. He's not going anywhere. They just signed Nate Herbig, who looked good in the preseason game and has legitimate quality starting experience with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got versatility, too. He can play both guard spots and center. He's not going anywhere, and I think that's a big part of the reason why Dan Feeney won't go anywhere either is his versatility. Connor McDermott may stick only because they won't have better options, but... I do think that they're going to look through the waiver wire if somebody else gets released that they like better at tackle for depth. They may go in that direction instead of Connor McDermott, who has just been more or less brutal, with the exception of that touchdown grab that he made last year unexpectedly. Shades of Jumbo Elliott, of course. Chuma Adoga, I think, is out of here. Grant Hermans, he sealed his fate the day he picked a fight with Michael Clemens. Anybody crazy (laughs) enough to do that is not in their right mind and can't be sticking around here. And Chris Glazer is likely out of here, too. Yeah, I I imagine uh, Salah lined up a couple therapists for uh, Hermans (laughs) after that second time uh, with Clemens. I mean, geez. Um, Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The coaching staff's going to be facing light over the next 48 hours with some of these guys. McDermott's one of them. And another guy is on the D-line, Nathan Shepard, which we'll get to later, is another of them. Uh, do they keep him around because they love him, or do they cut him because they're better players? That's the question. Uh, I got nine O-linemen total. We obviously know Dwayne Brown, Fant, they're good. Mitchell is going to be on the roster. I'll, I'll do the contrarian thing again and go with Doga, only because I maybe this coaching staff will actually head in a new direction in terms of cutting guys. And listen, Adoga's no... Uh, Anthony Munoz, obviously, but he has traits where you think, okay, he should be better than he actually is. So I'll go with Doga and Mitchell as the backups. Robbie, the defensive line is probably the toughest position for them to figure out here because Carl Lawson, a lock. Quinnen Williams, a lock. John Franklin Myers, who they just re-signed to a big contract last offseason, a lock. Jermaine Johnson, first-round pick, a lock. Michael Clemens, who is going to murder numerous quarterbacks and running backs throughout his career in the NFL, a lock. Jacob Martin, also a lock. They just brought him in from Houston. Beyond that, it gets interesting. I don't think Bryce Huff is going anywhere, but... I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets trade him if they can get a decent draft pick simply because it would allow them to keep somebody else and reshuffle the roster in a different way. Bradley and I, we've talked about him a lot. I thought they were going to keep him because of how well he played in the preseason and in training camp. Seems like a guy that some other team will claim, but the Jets decided to go in another direction. They would like to keep him on the practice squad. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to do it. I think Nathan Shepard's going to have to go. The numbers just don't work in his favor. I don't think he's done enough. I know that the coaching staff likes him, but sometimes you got to get rid of players that you like. So I 
I think at the moment the Jets are facing a very difficult decision. Tanzel Smart has played very well in training camp in the preseason, but do they have a spot for him? Not so sure. I know they like Jonathan Marshall. He was a draft pick last year. Do they have a spot for him? I don't know. Vinny Curry, a veteran who's familiar with the scheme, but he's been hurt. Are they going to keep him? Not so sure. Solomon Thomas, who you assume they'll keep just because they just brought him in. He's familiar with the system. Salah really likes him a lot. But do they have space for him? Jabari Zaniga, probably gone, even though he played pretty well at camp and had a pretty productive preseason. So this is really tough. Even Sheldon Rankins, just based on how much money he's getting paid. And then, of course, if somebody calls and needs a veteran defensive lineman, maybe they move him for a draft pick. There is a massive logjam here at defensive line. A good problem to have, but it's going to require very difficult decisions from Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich, and the rest of that staff. Yeah, so... Thus far, I've been pretty stubborn, and the beat writers, Costello, we all we all submit predictions, and this is based on an article I wrote a few weeks ago, and so far, up to this point, I've been pretty stubborn, stuck with those picks. This is where it changes. I think they're, the coaching staff's going to see the light, and I agree with you. I think Nathan Shepard's going to be gone, uh, but this is the trickiest trickiest spot on the D-line. I mean, you got Quinnen. You got, I think Solomon's in. You got to consider Quinnen, Solomon, JFM, and Lawson, that first string. And then the second string, you got Martin. I think he's a lock. You got Jermaine Johnson, obviously, Clemens, um, Sheldon Rankins, and then the 10th guy. I'm changing from Shepard to Marshall. So Marshall being that 10th, and this means Vinny Curry, the interesting thing here is they gave Curry guaranteed money. It's only for this year, but did they promise him a roster spot? That's the question. And it might come down to that. And if not, they're going to have to make a trade or two. And I think you're right. Huff and Rankins are pretty eye-catching in terms of getting at least something back. But if not for a trade, I think it's those 11. Shepard out, Marshall in. At linebacker, will there be more than four guys kept? Because really, C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, Quincy Williams, Jamie and Sherwood are the only ones who seem to have earned a spot. I liked Hems and Nazaldine a lot coming out of Florida State, but he just hasn't done much. He was hurt last year. I don't think Marcel Harris or Delshawn Phillips are going to make it either. So what do you think, Robbie? Are they only going to carry four linebackers? I had... Hamsa not making the team, and I still don't have him making the team. Marcel Harris was the fifth guy on my roster from prior to week one of the preseason, and I'd still roll with that as long as he was healthy. I, I don't know what his injury status is right now. Uh, number one. Number two, if they carry 11 D linemen, they may just go four linebackers for week one and, and try to load up the practice squad with some guys, you know, DQ Thomas, and, and see what else they could put out there. Sherwood could play all three spots. He's playing backup Mike. He had an excellent game against the Giants today. Uh, uh, you know, he doesn't have – his college tape didn't impress me. You know, Blewett showed me some spots. He asked me, he's like, what do you think of Sherwood's uh, college tape? And I go, not, not really impressed, you know. But they had him in spots that wasn't good for him. Like, he was playing deep safety at times mm-hmm. in college, which was insane. So his discipline, his leadership, he, he's very – in tune with the game. Like he's one of those guys that you just can't coach what he does well. You know, having a knack for where the play's going, have a knack for the ball, understanding play recognition. So Sherwood might be the only guy. He might be the fourth guy. Uh, you know, and Quan and Mosley are pretty much the starters in the sub package. Quincy being that third guy in uh, base and then Sherwood backing him up. 
At corner, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, going to be your two starters on the boundary. Michael Carter II, who had another really good performance in the preseason finale against the Giants. He's going to be the starting slot corner. And then after that, Bryce Hall is going to stick. Brandon Eccles is going to stick. Justin Hardy, who is one of the best special teams players on the team, he will stick. Javelin Guidry, surprisingly released, thought he was going to stick. Has been pretty good for this team ever since coming in as an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago. But the Jets decided to go in another direction. Rashad Wild Goose, more than likely out of here. Isaiah Dunn, who I know they really liked last year, more than likely out of here. Here's the question though, Robbie. Do the Jets consider moving one of these cornerbacks if they get a trade offer simply because... They've got so many difficult decisions. Maybe a guy like Bryce Hall or Brandon Eccles or even Javelin Guidry has some value to other teams who need cornerbacks. I'm looking at my pre-week one preseason roster. If you go three quarterbacks, three running backs, one fullback, five receivers, four tight ends, four tackles, and five interior linemen. That's nine O-linemen. And then you go 11 D-linemen, four linebackers, or 10 D-linemen, five linebackers, however you want to shake it out if Marcel Harris makes the team then you can only have 10 DBs. So six corners, four safeties. You got Sauce, DJ Reed, Michael Carter, Bryce Hall, Eccles, Hardy. And I know they love him. And I know he's a special teams ace, but they do have young legs that could fill in for special teams. Jeff Smith is big on special teams. They don't want to get rid of Hardy. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think it's an underrated watch out for this just in case that it may happen. I'll go as far as to say Hardy's a surprise cut. At safety, Jordan Whitehead and LaMarcus Joyner, on paper you would think would be the starters. I think Jason Pinnock and Will Parks are going to make the team as well, so they'll keep four safeties. Ashton Davis, a very big disappointment. He came in here as a third-round pick out of Cal. Tremendous athleticism, a track star who showed all kinds of potential in college, but just never was able to put it together here on this team. Really can't tackle. That was his biggest shortcoming, but overall has just not been able to get to where the Jets envisioned. They were hoping that long-term he was going to be a replacement for either Marcus May or Jamal Adams, and it just hasn't panned out. So I think it's Whitehead, Joyner, Pinnock, and Parks, and Ashton Davis is on the waiver wire. Yeah, I got the same exact foursome. Ashton Davis, there was a play today where he, he did everything perfect. He recognized it. It was a great break inside out, you know, from where he was uh, as a catch in, in the flat. And he got there in blazing time. The problem is he didn't break down and he fails to break down when tackling. And that's his problem. And then just missed the tackle. Uh, he could he could contribute on special teams. You know, he, he works extremely hard, extremely athletic. But if they don't, if Will Parks doesn't make this team, there should be a mutiny in the locker room. That's how good he's been. And if he doesn't make this team and Davis does over him, that's going to be a bad look around the locker room. You can't, it's so painfully obvious that Park should make the team over Davis that the only way to keep Davis is to, to go with five safeties or cut Pinnock. And I don't see that happening. So yeah, Davis, I think is gone and give me those four. Robbie, special teams, I think this is pretty obvious. Greg the Leg Zerline will be the kicker, barring some last-second change. Braden Mann will be the punter. And the legend, that is Thomas Hennessy, will be here as the long snapper. That is absolutely correct. I've been sticking with Greg the Leg all year, and the Jets slipped one in there and released Pinero last week. Uh, so Greg the Leg's the guy. He uh, takes the tradition of the great number 14 from Darnold. 
and off we go. Robbie, anything else that you want to mention about the decisions that the Jets are facing here with the 53-man roster, potential surprises that other people may not see coming? And also, ultimately, do you think Denzel Mims will be a Jet once the 53-man roster is submitted by 4 o'clock? The surprises could be what we discussed, Curry, Hardy. Hardy's a tough one. It really is because they have so many numbers. Uh, But Curry's definitely in there. Marcel Harris, I would love to have him as the fifth linebacker, but man, it's it's going to be tough to carry five. It's it's tough to carry four because that's really thin. But maybe you could, you know, feel safe on the practice squad. Uh, but got to keep Will Parks. You just can't have guys looking around cross-eyed, you know, knowing that guys who deserve to make the roster uh, aren't there for guys who didn't deserve it. You just, that's the worst case scenario. So I kind of theme this as the coaching staff and the Jets seeing the light. They have depth. They have players, really tough decisions. And if they do the right thing, I think Staples guys, they love like Shepard and McDermott and even Hardy to a degree, if the numbers don't work out, we'll be gone. And if Mims will Mims be there, um, 53 man roster by Tuesday. That's an interesting question. I will say he will be there Tuesday, but I think by week one, he won't be there. Interesting prediction from our friend who's the co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com, Robbie Sabo. Robbie, thanks so much for coming on and helping me through this final prediction of this Jets 53-man roster before it is released at 4 o'clock. Really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media and subscribe over at JetsXFactor.com, how can they follow you and what do they have in store for them if they subscribe? Check out JetsXFactor.com. You get all of Joe Blewett's great three-and-a-half-hour film reviews. I should have said 30-and-a-half-hour, but <laughs> three-and-a-half-hour is actually realistic. I was trying to overshoot. Um, Nani has analytics. Wayne Corbett. We're going to do a special podcast Monday night. And uh, follow us at, at JetsXFactor on Twitter and at Robbie Sabo on Twitter. Make sure that you follow Robbie on Twitter and go over to JetsXFactor.com and check out all their great content, including, I know he said three and a half, and I know that he later updated it to 30 and a half, but it's really 64 hours of film reviews from Joe Blewett. Each one of his film reviews is a minimum of 64 hours. I kid my friend Joe Blewett, but they are very thorough film reviews. You want to check them out over at JetsXFactor.com. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns, including one for every member of the Jets 2022 draft class. So make sure that you watch all our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt The Zach Says Go Long shirt The Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt Caps, mugs, hoodies It's all there Tpublic.com That's T-E-E-Public.com And be sure to give us a five-star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest In New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play Like a Jet Digital And PlayLikeAJet.com Anatomy of an ad Subconsciously trigger emotions through music Perfect Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. 
Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the US like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the US like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the US like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the US like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.